welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Tuesday, June 21st. I'm your host, Doug Reed. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. That's R-E-I-D 34. Before we get into today's MLB slate of 15 games, I want to mention um, a few people at Sports Ethos who I think you should be following. As usual, this is Sports Ethos presentation. You can check us out at sportsethos.com, see our packages. I'm part of the wager, uh, the wagering group. You can get our wager pass for 15 bucks a month, basically 50 cents a day, and you'll get handicappers in all the major sports going. Uh, NHL wrapping up in the playoffs, but we've got a few plays in that usually. And Major League Baseball throughout the summer, we've got tennis. We're going to get college football, NFL going um, in the summer. And lots of stuff going on as we continue to expand. On that note, if you are a fan of tennis or if you're a fan of just making money, I highly recommend you follow our guy Fish Fisher. His Twitter handle is Fish underscore Fisher, F-I-S-H-E-R, and he's been on fire with tennis plays. Not an area I've got a lot of expertise, but I've been tailing him and happy to say I've been doing quite well so far this year in tennis. A couple other Things I think you should be on here at Ethos. If you are a fantasy baseball player or even into wagering, check out our Ethos Fantasy BB account on Twitter. That's run mostly by Joe Orico. He's at Joe Orico 99. That's Joe O R R I C O 99. He runs our MLB Today uh, Fantasy Baseball podcast. Great information on that, which I think apply to wagering as well. And then also on the fantasy football side, I know we're not there yet, but we're just getting this up and running. Uh, we have Fantasy Ethos Fantasy FB for football, and that's run by JP Sticko. You can find him on Twitter at JPSTICCO. He's going about three days a week. He's going to ramp that up, I think, in the midsummer, about five days a week, and then all through the football season. Great insight on guys to watch, guys to follow, guys to target this year. And uh, as usual, here at Ethos, we've got a huge group of handicappers, uh, like I said, doing all the games. Highly recommend you check out either DM me. I can get you the information or go to our ethos sports, sorry, sportsethos.com website and find all the information there. So today it's all MLB and only MLB big 15 game slate. So let's get right at it. Some interesting plays for me, a couple great pitching matchups, and we'll get to those in a second. But we start in Miami with the Rockies. You've got the Colorado Rockies in Miami to face the Marlins on the mound for the Rockies is righty Ryan Feltner, and you can get him at plus 110. And for the, for the Marlins, you get young lefty Daniel Castano. He's on the hill at minus 130. Total here is eight. You can get the Marlins at minus one, or pardon me, on the run line at plus 155. Not a game I'm really on. I'm not on there yet. I am looking at the Marlins. Castano's pitched well, although you can't really say as much of a sample size. Uh, he's basically got an ERA of zero, but in his 10 innings, he's only given up two walks, five strikeouts, 1.13 whip. Felder's pitched all right as well. In his 26 innings, he's got a 1.15 whip, 29 strikeouts, and only seven walks. Maybe a couple too many walks there, but uh, hasn't pitching well. But Colorado away from home is a bit of a train wreck, and Miami at home uh, can be decent, especially with some of the young pitchers. And Castano, while unproven, um, it is is probably the better pitcher here tonight. Minus 130 is a little high. If we could get that closer to minus 120, I'd definitely be on the fish. Uh, so stay away from me, but leaning towards the Marlins. Next game of the night, which should be an interesting one, in Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. We've got the Dodgers, and you've got righty 
Tony Gonson on the mound for the Dodgers, and you've got Tyler Malley on the mound for the Reds. You can get the Dodgers at minus 180. You can get the home Reds at plus 160. Total here, 9.5. Going to be a hot night in Cincinnati, so they're expecting some runs. I'm not really expecting that many runs, though. You can get the Dodgers on the run line at minus 120. If anything, I might lean to the under. I see it uh, quickly. What I'm looking at is about minus 120, minus 125. If that gets below minus if that gets in the 115 range, I would definitely look to the under. What I am going to be on, though, is no runs in the first inning. I got that an even plus 100. Gonson has been pitching really well. Uh, 8-0, perfect record this year. 63 innings. He's got a 1.42 whip, 60 strikeouts, a little under strikeout in inning, but has been uh, limiting limiting runners for sure, 0.82 whip. Tyler Malley has been up and down this year, uh, but he has certainly come back lately. And not late, not lately. In the last few games, he's pitched a little bit better. And you can get Malley's got 74 two thirds innings, 86 strikeouts, 1.25 whip. And just trying to pull up his game logs here. In his last few games, he's pitched. Uh, he seems to, although his record's two and five, he's struggling in that department. Uh, but he went nine against Arizona, giving up three hits, 12 strikeouts. Six against Arizona, one run, 10 strikeouts. Six against Washington, three and runs, six strikeouts. Six and two-thirds against the Giants, uh, just allowed a hit there and eight strikeouts. So obviously not the greatest competition. The Giants have been doing well. The Dodgers are posing much, much uh, tougher challenge. He has been doing well. I think he has the ability to limit and keep some runs down. In a hot night in Cincinnati, the ball might be flying. Uh, so I look to the under, as I said, uh, but I don't think be flying that much. And, and, and Gonson's been pitching really well. So I would look to the under here. But I'm going to go with a no runs first inning at even money. Next game, we have the Cubs in Pittsburgh still. And the Pirates, you can get uh, behind Ronsi Contreras on the money line at minus 155. And the Cubs through their young uh, their young ready, Matt Swarmer. And you can get them at plus 135. Total here is nine. You can get the Pirates on the run line at plus 135. Rarely this year you're going to see the Pirates at minus 155. And as much as I like Contreras, I can't take them at minus 155. Uh, but I can also back the, the Cubs. There's probably some value in the Cubs at plus 135. Contreras has been hot and cold in his young start. 30, 32 to third innings. Got a decent 3.06 ERA. Uh, 1.3 whip. Been struggling. 12 walks. He's been giving up a few too many bat, uh, uh, runners and hits, obviously, but 35 strikeouts. And Matt Swarmer, not really sure. In his 20 point, 22 thirds innings, can't really get a feel on him. 5.23 RA and 1.26 whip. A little less than strikeout in an inning, but he's been walking too many guys. So, uh, you know, those numbers, you put those numbers up, you kind of think runs, but unfortunately, the Cubs and the Pirates' offenses are struggling. Although the Pirates did explode. Yesterday, when they've called up their uh, young number one prospect, O'Neill Cruz, and he had a great debut. I think he was two for five with four ribbies, single and a double. Bases cleared and double in his first at bat of the season. So I don't think the, the offense is woken up. Total of nine, probably right about where it should be. You can get that at plus 100, or you can go under the nine at minus 120. Um, I just don't like these bats on either teams, but I don't really like the pitchers. I would lean Pittsburgh, but not, not at minus 155. Can't really back, back, back the Buckos there. Next game, we are in Baltimore for the cross, not really crosstown rival, but these two these two teams are about an hour apart by car. You can get Eric Fetty in the Nationals at plus 110. You can get the home Baltimore Orioles with Jordan Lyle on the mound at minus 130. Total here is nine and a half. You can get the O's on the run line at plus 150. If anything, I would back 
the Orioles. I just think they're a little bit better team here. Um, but their numbers, neither of these pitchers are doing very well. Both are four and five. Fetty in 62 and two-thirds innings, 1.56 whip, 4.88 ERA, 51 strikeouts. So not missing enough bats, but 31 walks, getting killed by the walks. He's given up basically uh, four and a half walks per nine innings. Jordan Lyles, not a whole lot better. 72 and a third innings, 1.52 whip, 5.10 ERA, 24 walks, too many walks, 62 strikeouts, not enough strikeouts. I don't like either of these, these uh, pitchers. And the Orioles' bats seem to have woken up a little, so I, a little bit lately. I would lean to the Orioles here at minus 130. Um, they're probably the play, but that's a lot to lay for uh, the O's, especially at home. Total 9.5. Not really sure. It's, I can see um, a couple numbers, but around nine, under 9.5, you get about plus 100. Uh, probably some value. Probably some value there. Uh, as it is playing as more of a hitcher's par- pitcher's park in Baltimore, but with these two guys in the hill, can't touch the number. Next game sees Detroit in Boston. And for Detroit, they're throwing their young righty, Bo Brisky. You can get that on the money line at plus 175. And the Red Sox throw their old veteran, Rich Hill, the lefty. You can get him on the, them on the money line at minus 210. Totally, there's nine and a half. And you can get the Red Sox on the run line at even plus 100. I'm looking at the first five over five over five at minus 120. If I get that a little cheaper, I'll probably be jumping on that. I just think um, Detroit has been terrible, absolutely terrible, but they actually hit much better against lefties. And Rich Hill is an old lefty who, who's been kind of hot and cold, hasn't been pitching all that well. Um, he limits the Tigers' bats, sure, but if the Tigers can get to anybody, they're going to get to a lefty. Brisky comes in 54 and two-thirds innings, 3.79 ERA, 1.21 whip, only 37 strikeouts. So he's pitching to contact, and the, and the Boston Red Sox are not a team you want to pitch to contact against. So I could see them definitely putting up runs against Brisky. Brisky. Hill, on the other hand, um, 55 innings pitched, 4.42 ERA, 1.22 whip. He's only got 44 strikeouts as well, so he's not mowing guys down the way he did earlier in his career. And in his recent outings, he uh, lost to Oakland, and that says a fair bit right there. Five and two-thirds innings, gave up seven hits, no walks, four strikeouts, three earned runs. Uh, before that, he gave up two earned runs to Seattle, again against Oakland, one earned run in six innings. Prior to that, Baltimore, four four innings, gave up six earned runs. Uh, he's he's very He's been very inconsistent. When I look at his numbers in his last six or seven starts, he's given up Three and runs, two, one, six, two, four, two against some pretty weak hitting teams. So I don't necessarily think the Tigers are going to win, and I can't back plus 175 is pretty juicy money line. When you got Bo Brisky out there pitching the contact, I think Detroit, uh, Boston will be able to make that contact. You got Rich Hill struggling, and the Tigers, while they struggle at bat this year, they do hit better against lefties. So I'm looking for some runs early. Detroit's bullpen's been decent, and Boston's not, although they got Tanner Houck in the uh, closing spot right now, so he can hopefully solidify and settle down that uh, rotation a little. So the over 9.5 is juiced to plus 100, probably some value there because I think there'll be a run score, but I'm going to be on the over, uh, the first five, over five. Again, minus 120, hopefully I can get a little bit better price, but that's the play for me. Next game of the night sees the Yankees in Tampa, and the Yankees send what is Kind of who is kind of turned into their ace next year, this year, uh, Nesty Nestor Cortez. He is you can get that at a minus one eighty five favorite, and 
the Rays send their young pitcher Jalen Beeks to the mound. Uh, this will definitely be a bullpen game for them, which they do quite well in. But I don't, not really uh, too intrigued about betting against any but any team against the Yankees. So can't take the Yanks at minus one eighty five. Definitely not taking the Rays. You can get the Yanks in a run line at minus one ten. Um, probably some value there because Cortez has been pitching so well. Sixty nine and two thirds innings. He's got seventy five strikeouts, one point nine four ERA, point nine three WHIP. Uh, just 17 walks. So I like the Yanks, but not at that price, and not even really on that run line that they're going to win by two. Next game of the night is in Atlanta, and we've got the uh, the Giants behind Anthony Descofini making his first start of the season. They are plus 155 in the road, and you've got the home Braves around minus 175. Total here is nine. You can get... Uh, the Braves on the money line at plus 110. I'm actually going to go under nine here. So Strider has been pitching really well. Just a young guy. Um, not going deep into games. But let me just pull up his splits here, uh, or his, his game logs here. Not going in deep into games, but when he's been pitching, he's been pitching really well. So he's got 44 innings pitched this year, 2.45 ERA, 1.05 whip in those 45 innings. Uh, 44 innings, sorry, 21 walks. So way too many walks, but 68 strikeouts. He's really um, been racking those numbers up. Descafani, sorry, I thought it was his first start of the year. He made, I, I'm sorry, he made a couple starts earlier before he got hurt. So just 13.1 innings, 6.08 ERA, 1.8 whip. Obviously not good numbers. And the Braves are doing well, hitting well. But I see um, Strider being able to limit San Fran. And I see Descafani coming back and being able to um, – them in check for a bit. I mean, he's a de- career-wise, he's been a decent pitcher, kind of a major league average pitcher, and see, things seem to go well when, when guys like that go to San Francisco. So if he can reclaim a bit of that for the rest of the year, he should have a decent season. Um, but a total of nine at under nine at plus one hundred. I just see the Braves limiting uh, the Giants to you know one to three runs, and then even if the, J- the the Braves remain hot, they get their four or five. We're still looking under nine. So I'm going to be on the Braves under nine, or pardon me, the, the total under nine at plus 100. Next game of the night is Philadelphia at Texas. And for Philly, you get righty Kyle Gibson on the hill. For le- Texas, you get their ace lefty Martin Perez. The road Phillies at minus 105. The home Rangers at minus 115. Total here is eight. You can get the Rangers on the run line at plus 105. I'm actually going to take Philly here as a slight underdog. At minus 105, Gibson's been pitching um, decent this year. 71 in the third innings, 4.04 ERA, 1.22 whip, 62 strikeouts, uh, 20 walks. Perez has been pitching really well. Uh, 81 in the third innings, 2.1 ERA, 1.11 whip, but not a lot of strikeouts, 65 strikeouts. He's been limiting walks, which has definitely helped. Um, I don't say he's a pitch-to-contact pitcher, but he hasn't been mowing a lot of guys down, and recently he's been um, it's pulling up his recent game games. He's been hit a little bit hard, not harder, but uh, some batsmen get to him. Yes, he, he kept the Dodgers in check. Um, not the Dodgers, sorry, Detroit. The Tigers in check is last game up. But prior to that, against the White Sox, he got lit up over five innings, 12 hits, seven earned runs, seven runs, six earned, two walks, four strikeouts. Before that, against Seattle, seven, six innings, seven hits. Two walks, seven strikeouts, and gave up a couple of runs. So not getting crushed. But what's interesting is against lefties, Philly is a pretty good hitting team. They're ninth in batting average at 256. They're sixth in on-base percentage against lefties, 337. And they're fourth in slugging against lefties, 
at 449. And Prez actually gives up more hard contact and higher average to lefties. And when you are when your big hitters in your lineup for Philly are the lefties and Schwarmer, Schwarmer, Schwarber, and um, sorry, I'm just pulling up my my uh, my game logs here. Um, computer issues. When your two big bats are the Phillies and Schwarber and Harper hitting in the one and three slot, and then you got righties Hoskins, Castellanos, Riomoto, um, filling out the top five. I think they have the ability to get to Perez. I think Gibson can hold. Uh, his old team in Texas and check as they've been heating up a little, but they're still not a really good hitting team in Texas. So at minus one Oh five, happy to take Gibson and the Phillies on the, I think I got it around. Actually it's minus one Oh five. Now I was, I got it about plus one Oh two earlier today. So basically just above even money. Anyways, I would take the Phillies up to minus minus one ten. I like I like this pitching matchup uh, for them. Not so much a pitching matchup straight up. Perez has been better, but the, but the lineup context leads me to the Phillies. So happy to take them there. Next game has the Mets in Houston. And before we get to that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll recap the rest of the games when we get back. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, on to the Mets and Houston. I think this can be a great series. It's been doing well. Get on the road. Let's see what they can do. And Houston has been leading the AL West, but not as dominant as they were at the start of the year, but should be a good series. Test both teams' medal. For the Mets, you get ready Trevor Williams on the hill, and you can find him at plus 115. For the Astros, you get ready Jose Urquidy, and you can get them as a favorite to minus 135. Total here is nine. And you can get the Astros at plus 145 on the run line. These games just stay away from me. Uh, I can't really get a feel for either pitcher. Urquidy has been brutal at times this year, but has also been pretty decent. Over 61 to third innings, a terrible 1.52 whip, a terrible 4.99 um, ERA. 12 walks and 47 strikeouts, so not getting the strikeouts he's used to. On the flip side, you get Williams in 35 and two-thirds innings, decent 1.26 whip, and a decent 3.5. ERA uh, with 33 strikeouts to eight walks. So, you know, those numbers, when you look up, it's a straight lean to Williams, but over their career, I would lean to Urquidy. I would lean to 
Houston's bats, but this year at home, they tend to be going to the under and not scoring a lot. And the Mets are doing Mets things and playing fantastic, not doing Mets things and playing fantastic consistently this year. So um, not really sure where I would go on any of these numbers. So to me, it's a stay away. Next game of the night is in Milwaukee, where you have the interdivision rivalry between the cards and Jack Flaherty on the hill. The righty on the bump for his second outing of the year. You can get him at minus 135. And the favorite team, and you can get Milwaukee behind Chichi Gonzalez, the home underdog at plus 115. Total here is nine, and you can get Milwaukee, sorry, you can get the cards on the run line at plus 115. And I'm actually on St. Louis. I got it about minus 129 earlier. Um, I don't really like the way Flaherty looked. He pitched this is one game he's pitched this year, three innings, gave up two walks, three strikeouts, uh, six ERA, 1.67 whip. Uh, and he did struggle the second half of last year, but I think that led to a lot of his arm problems, which is why he was out for most of this year. But to me, this is a bet against Chichi Gonzalez. He has just not been good. Uh, he's only pitched seven innings this year, 7.71 ERA, 1.71 with no walks, four strikeouts. So you can't really look at those numbers. But over his career, he has been below average. I think the bats of the cards are hitting much better than the bats of the Brewers right now. So happy to take the Brewers' bats. Happy to tra- take Flaherty over Gonzalez in the pitching matchup. Uh, when it comes to the, the bullpens, I would take Milwaukee, but they need to get there for that to matter. So I'm not really looking to the run line at plus 115. Instead, I'll just look at the money line at about plus uh, plus one. Well, I got a plus 129. I'm seeing about plus 130 plus, or pardon me, minus 129. I'm seeing about minus 130, minus 135. So I'd take them anywhere around that. I wouldn't go much above minus 135. Next game sees the Jays, which could, should be the pitching battle of the night, in my opinion. Uh, the Blue Jays are in Chicago for their series in the White Sox. You get Jays righty Kevin Gosman on the line up on the hill at minus 130. And the home White Sox go with righty Dylan Cease at plus 110. Total here is nine. And you can get the Jays on the run line at plus 125. I would actually look to the under of nine. Uh, Gosman hasn't pitched it that great, that uh, last couple outings, but Chicago is brutal against right-handed hitters. The only time you back the White Sox really is against lefties. And Dylan Cease has been pitching really well lately. 68 innings for Cease, 2.91 ERA, 1.35 whip, which isn't great because he got 34 walks, but 97 strikeouts in 68 innings. Gosman is 73 innings, 3.21 ERA, 1.26 whip, uh, just 11 walks, 80 strikeouts. So both guys are getting a lot of uh, a lot of swing and miss. And I could see them limiting the other teams. And why I'm, so what I'm on here actually is no runs in the first inning. I got that about minus 105. I think both, uh, although the Jays lineup at the top has been hitting really well lately. Cease has been hot, and I think he can limit them. And then Gosman is a righty. So any righty seems to be able to limit the White Sox. So I'm going to take no runs uh, on the first five. And then I'm also looking at the first five under four and a half. I see it about minus 110, minus 108. Uh, so I'm looking at that as well. Because I think both these guys can go four, five, six innings, limiting the other team's um, offense. Third last game is in L.A. for is the opposite of the Toronto pitchers duel. And we have Casey Royals with their righty John Heasley on the mound. And the L.A. Angels have lefty Reed Detmers. You can get the Royals at plus 145. You can get the home Angels at minus 165. Total here is minus, or pardon me, total here is nine and a half. The Angels, you can get the run line at plus 120, and this is a complete stay away for me. Reed Detmers pitched a no-hitter earlier in the year, but has looked pretty bad since. 53 innings, 4.25 
ERA. Nice 1.08 whip, but he only has 38 strikeouts to 19 walks. So he's walking too many guys, but 38 strikeouts in 53 innings. He's just not missing enough bats. And Heasley, 36 point. 36 in the third innings, 3.72 area, 1.4 whip, 20 walks. That's well over half a walk in inning, and just 26 strikeouts. So both guys are pitching the contact. The problem is, though, so you look to the number, the number is 9.5, and, and neither of these lineups um, are really great lineups. Uh, with Rendon out for L.A., I mean, L.A.'s clearly the better lineup, uh, but Rendon leaves a bit of a hole in the middle of their lineup. Trout and Otani. Uh, Taylor Ward hit a home run yesterday for the first time in, I think, almost a month. Um, so, lineup's definitely better. I like the Angels, but at minus 165, there's no way I can back Reed Detmers. And don't really want to touch the number. Maybe a first half, first five. Uh, first five numbers looking something in the over five. You get around minus 115. Might look to that. But, the, again, the Royals lineup scares me. I don't even know if they can put up a couple runs against Detmers in the first half of the game. Um, so really just to stay away, a poor pitching, pitching duel for me. So I'm staying away from that. Second last game of the night is in San Diego. This should be, I think this should be a good pitching duel. Both guys have been a little rusty or not a little shaky lately, but they had the ability to throw up good games. So we get Zach Gallon on the Diamondbacks on the road, plus 115. You get Sean Manea, the lefty and the Padres at home, minus 135. Total here is seven. So obviously Vegas thinks this is going to be a low scoring affair. And you can get the Padres at a juicy plus 175 on the run line. First blush, I watched Gallon pitching in Cincinnati last week, and he hit four of the first eight batters in the game. Uh, I've never seen anything like that. He hit four of the first eight batters he faced, and then he settled down in, in limited uh, Cincinnati. But I think he's been struggling a bit lately. His numbers this year are fantastic. 65 innings, 2.91 ERA, 0.98 whip. Uh in those 65 innings, 16 walks to 60 strikeouts. So still below a strikeout in inning. And the flip side of that is Manea. 73 innings, 3.95 ERA, stellar 1.15 whip, just 25 walks to 76 strikeouts. So both guys have been pitching well. Um, Manea's been hit a little harder lately. At first blush, I was going to jump on the Padres, but at minus 135, I'm not sure I'm there. It's only Gallon uh, is as solid as he was earlier. Although those numbers I decided, obviously his numbers look good. But the D-backs lineup doesn't uh, doesn't scare anybody. But the Padres with Manny Machado out uh, have a huge hole to fill there as well. So total seven, I might look in that to an over plus 105. The question to me is, I think the Padres can get to Gallon for a few runs. The question is, can the D-backs get to Manea for a few runs? So I'm going to watch that one and see how that goes. Last game of the night has the Mariners in Oakland. For the M's, you get lefty Marco Gonzalez on the hill, and you can get them at minus 140 as the favorites. For Oakland, you get ready James Caprillion on the hill, and you get them at home, plus 120 as the underdog. Total here, 8.5. You can get the M's on the run line at plus 120. And I'm actually, I think, going to take the M's money line. I just gave it out at minus 140. I got it earlier in the day at minus 136. I would take it anywhere around minus 140 or better. And this is just a case of... Well, two things. I think the way Gonzalez has been pitching lately uh, versus Caprillion, uh, he's doing a little better. The his lineup is just so bad, and they've been struggling so much uh, just to get runners on base to score runs. So when you look at the pitching matchup, Gonzalez, 68 and two-thirds innings, 3.41 ERA, respectable, 1.3 whip, not all that great. 
26 walks and just 40 strikeouts, pitching the contact like he always has. But he seems to be able to figure to figure things out. In his last few outings against Minnesota, who's been who's been hitting very well lately, six and two thirds, three hits, one earned run, two walks, four strikeouts. He got knocked around a little by Boston um, because of the walks he gave up. Uh, four four to third innings, two earned runs, six walks, which is not his mo. Four strikeouts. Before that, against Texas, seven innings, five hits, three earned runs. Uh, before that, against Houston, seven and a third, five hits, two earned runs, just one walk in both those games. So he's been pitching a little better lately. And those are against you know Houston, Boston, Minnesota. Those are against even Texas, much tougher lineups than Oakland. Caprillion, on the other hand, you've got 0-4, 41 and a third innings, 6.31 ERA, 1.5 whip. He's giving one and a half runners per inning. 19 walks to just 27 strikeouts in his last few outings. So he went against Boston just last week, three and two-thirds, seven hits, five earned runs, six walks, two strikeouts. Cleveland game before that, five innings, five hits, two earned runs, no walks, three strikeouts. Boston again. Five and a third, five hits, four earned runs. Texas, four and a third, six hits, four earned runs. Uh, Seattle, so these same Mariners, five innings, seven hits, five earned runs, a walk, three strikeouts. Uh, the pitching matchup leans me to Gonzalez. The hitting matchup definitely leans me to Seattle. They're not exactly crushing the ball themselves. Oakland has just been struggling. So at minus 140, I think I got it early. I did get it earlier at minus 136. So anywhere in the minus 140 or better, matching to be on the Mariners. Maybe pivot towards their run line at plus 120. Um, so are they going to win by two runs? Um, maybe. I don't know how much value there is there. So I'm looking at the, uh, at the run line around minus 136 to minus 140. Considering the money line. Considering the run line at plus 120. So... Sorry for the confusion of some of these games. I'm trying a little new system here. Hopefully, I can tighten it up in the next few days. But hope everybody enjoyed the show. Uh, you got a few leans, a few no runs in the first innings, a few totals that make sense to you. But before we go, I want to talk to you quickly about a couple of partners we have here. One is Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com and use the coupon code HOOPBALL20, that's HOOPBALL20, you get 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use the code HOOPBALL on the third page to sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there. So, hope everybody enjoyed the 15-game rundown. Um, Some interesting games, some great pitching matchups, some terrible pitching matchups, and a few interesting plays, I think, on the board. So, hope everybody can make some money, and you can enjoy some ball tonight, as there is nothing else on. The Stanley Cup gets going tomorrow in Game 4 in Tampa. And we'll talk to you about that on tomorrow's show. And we'll break down tomorrow's MLB card as well. So everybody have a great night. Have fun watching the games. Let's make some money. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.